Welcome to the Prompt to Page podcast, a partnership between the Jessamine County Public Library and the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning. I'm your host, librarian and poet, Carrie Green. Each episode, we interview a published writer who shares their favorite writing prompt. Submit your response to the prompt for a chance to have it read on a future episode of the podcast. Our guest today is Martha Greenwald. Martha Greenwald is the founding director, creator, and curator of the Who We Lost and Who We Lost Kentucky projects. She is the author of the poetry collection, Other Prohibited Items, which won the Mississippi Review Prize for Poetry. In 2020, she was the first prize winner of the Yates Poetry Award. Her poems have appeared in Poetry, Rattle, Nurture, Slate, Best New Poets, The Three Penny Review, and numerous other journals. She's teaching a new class at the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning and collaborating on a radio series with WUKY 91.3 that gives a voice to stories from the Who We Lost websites. Martha will also be teaching a free class here at the Jessamine County Public Library, Remembering and Writing About Our Loved Ones. We'll talk a little more about the class later in the podcast. Welcome, Martha. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm really honored to be doing this with you. Oh, well, thank you so much for joining us. We're excited to have you. So before we talk about your writing prompt, I wondered if you could tell us a little bit more about the Who We Lost Projects. Sure. So the Who We Lost Project started as Who We Lost Kentucky. That's sort of the mothership of the idea. And I got the idea for it initially early last fall in 2020. One day when I was watching one of Governor Bashir's press conferences and Dr. Stack was on and he gave a um, writing assignment that he asked the audience to, well, audience, ask Kentucky to send him letters about how they felt about the pandemic. And he was quite specific that he didn't want email and he didn't want Twitter or Instagram messages. He only wanted people to send him snail mail. Hmm. And I found it like a, like a lightning bolt went off in my brain as someone who taught creative writing for almost 20 years that he was giving Kentucky a writing assignment. And I thought that was, I thought that was amazing actually. (laughs) So I wrote a letter suggesting that to him suggesting that they had a way of collecting stories for the holidays. That was the point at which they were severely warning everyone not to go anywhere or do anything for Thanksgiving or Christmas. And he actually wrote me back a really nice handwritten note saying that he liked the idea, but he didn't have time for that. Mm -hmm. But I was just not going to give up on it because something just told me that this needed to happen. Mm -hmm. So I, I wrote letter after letter with ideas. And then I did hear from someone in the department of family services, health and family services. And I bought a domain name and started creating it. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. That's, that's a great story. I love that it started with, with a call for Kentucky to write. Yeah. To write a letter. So why did you feel it was, Well, I guess maybe first tell people a little bit about 
the project and, and what kind of stories you collect. Yeah. So this website is encouraging people to write about who they lost during the time frame of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that could be someone who directly died from COVID or died during this time period that we're all living in where people were not allowed to have funerals or memorial services and maybe felt they couldn't mourn someone appropriately or say everything they really needed to say when that person passed. And I felt that the site really needed to exist to give people a place to say what they wanted to say away from social media. So there's no commenting allowed and everything that someone submits is reviewed before being posted Mm -hmm. as a way to put a story someplace safe. So the, the motto of the site really is shelter their stories. So it's a place to put them away from uh, nasty comments, away from political virus, you know, banter that is very harmful to people who are grief disenfranchised, which is a large new epidemic in the United States as a result of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Another thing about the site that I believe is not present on any other site memorializing COVID victims is we have a writing toolbox. So Mm -hmm. the writing toolbox provides direction for people who might be writing hesitant or feel they don't know what they want to say, though they know they want to do it and they want to say something about their loved one, but they might have maybe bad feelings about themselves as a writer from English class from, you know, 50 years ago or -hmm. maybe 20 years ago. And we want to try to get rid of that stigma of that. So there's PDFs and there's, you know, ideas as to how you can go about it, focusing um, largely on using detail Mm -hmm. and very, very specific memories and words, as opposed to just sort of, I miss them. We want them Mm -hmm. to really tell that story. In a way, you're providing writing prompts for for people who've lost their loved ones. Right. What's your experience with using these kind of writing prompts, even, you know, maybe for your own writing about people that you've lost, or maybe just in general, either, either one? Well, I, the prompt that I'm going to suggest we try today is something that I, I do regularly for my own poetry, as well as nonfiction that I write. When I taught, I regularly, I use, I always use prompts in creative writing classes. Usually we would do like an exercise at the beginning of class. So I had various ones I would use, but yeah, they are definitely a, a part of my writing life. Mm-hmm. Um, Well, let's go ahead and hear that specific prompt. Okay. It's kind of a (laughs) two-parter and it's, well, has two components to it and it's, it's a little bit on the long side, but I'm going to explain. So one thing that I was really glad I did on the Who We Lost websites, both the national and the Kentucky, is that in the submission form, you only have to you only have to have a few things to be able to hit submit. Name, name of the deceased, the story, and your email address, and then one more thing, which is you have to have a title. Mm-hmm. So I have found that the act of asking someone to name their own piece puts them in the frame of mind that 
they are writing this story about who they lost. Mm-hmm. And no one so far has not come up with a good title. Like almost every single story is titled either appropriately like, or just in an ext- incredibly creative way or something that in a few of the cases just sort of takes my breath away mm-hmm. with like, wow, you know. So what I would like us to try for our prompt is I want us to think about something that you've been wanting or trying to work on for a long time, but maybe haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. And then over the course of a few days, I'm going to make this kind of like a long prompt. I want um, us to think about 10 potential titles for what it is you want to write and write them down on paper, not on your computer or your phone, but really kind of like think about it, kind of like hold them to yourself, hold them close and walk around with that idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the kind of thing where you might see something or hear something and think like, that would be a good name for that. Like I'll call it that. So make a list of 10. And then once you have that sort of play with them and think about it and then winnow it down to five toss out whichever five you think, eh, like that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like a day or so later, winnow it down to three. Once you've got the three, I want us to make ourselves a lexicon of words that you could think about and use for each of those three titles of what you're writing about. And this, so this works for a short story. It works for poem piece of memoir, anything. And that's probably something I do myself the most is make myself word lists. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever it is you're writing, you're going to need that. You could use a thesaurus or a dictionary, maybe even a rhyming dictionary, your own notes, whatever it is, just so you've sort of got like a basket to pick from and choose. Mm-hmm. And then think about like what those groups are and then pick one and then see if it's fruitful or not for you and see if the act of having a title and a lexicon that's sort of personal to the piece helps guide you where you want to go with whatever it is your idea is Mm -hmm. and maybe the lexicons you wrote for the other two pieces they might be applicable maybe they're not but maybe you can use them for something else at some other point. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's sort of like the title gives you the frame and then the words of the lexicon are like the pieces in the picture frame that maybe you'll use, maybe you won't. You might not use any of it, but it might take you somewhere else. Yeah, it it almost sounds like you're creating your own prompt for yourself in creating the title and the word banks. So yeah. your prompt is sort of making people create their own prompt. Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. Because, I mean, once you have that title, like the t- finding the titles is like the beginning of the prompt, right? But then mm-hmm. if it's something that you don't know where you're going with it, sometimes just the title can really change. I, I, I've found teaching the nature of where you go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in general, do you come up with your titles first or do you come up with them later? 
or is it kind of a mix? It's, it's, for me, it's usually always been a mix. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like there's a poem I'm working on right now that I, like I was just playing with a word in my head and I just realized that it fit with this notes I had already taken for something else. And then it just sort of gelled like, Oh, that's, that's actually what this is about. So Mm -hmm. I guess it's a lot of playing really. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of writing exercises that are, are predicated on going quickly or Mm -hmm. seeing, you know, how many poems you can write in 30 days or Mm -hmm. there's all those things. And those things have value and they're really great, but they don't work for everybody. I've found Mm -hmm. some people really need to be slow and take their time with it. So this is geared toward that idea that there's the slowness is okay. And as well as the exercises that are, you know, super quick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's great. Um, I know I often in a workshop, if someone gives me a writing prompt in 10 minutes, I like immediately freeze up. So right. And I'm the same way, completely, actually. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, so that definitely gives people a little more time. Mm -hmm. How do you, I mean, you mentioned the dictionary. Yeah. Are there different places you find words that you store away in in your word list or your word bank? To me, it can come from anywhere. It's just making sure that you're listening all the time to Mm -hmm. what's going on around you. So it could it could come from the dictionary. It could come from a thesaurus. Sometimes I'll just play by taking one word and then just looking in the, in the thesaurus to make sure, you know, to see what's there. And sometimes I won't use any of it at all, but just mm-hmm. see where your mind, mind goes. Yeah. I, I attended a workshop taught by Tarfia Fazula uh-huh. um, a couple of years ago. And one of the exercises we did in her workshop was to go around, well, she played music and we wrote down words and phrases from mm-hmm. songs. And I found that to be really fruitful. And I think that could be, that could be a good way of building a word bank. And maybe, you know, if you are writing about a loved one, maybe choosing a song that they yeah. loved might be a good, a good way to draw words. Yeah, that's actually one of the suggestions on on the Who We Lost writing prompts. Now that we're going to call it the prompts, the work, the toolbox uh-huh. uh, to write about a favorite song of the lost loved one or mm-hmm. a recipe. We've I've got mm-hmm. recipes in there. So, and someone actually just did that, and it's a really beautiful story that I just uh, posted yesterday. Actually, mm-hmm. going from a recipe, so mm-hmm. that language could work really well something language from someone's job, an object, any of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mentioned at the beginning that you're going to be doing teaching a class here at the library, Mm -hmm. remembering and writing about our loved ones. Do you want to tell listeners a little bit about what you'll be doing in that class? So in the class, remembering and writing about our loved ones, we will look at ways that we can write about very specific memories that we have about them as a way to paint a picture that shows them who they were as a whole. Often, if you just write about one thing, it's a lot easier than trying to write their whole life story. It's usually not possible and people find that difficult. But if you just focus on one thing, most people can really 
describe that thing or aspect of the person in a way that they wind up finding is very meaningful to them, almost Mm -hmm. as though we're creating just one photograph. Mm -hmm. So we'll work on ways to do that. Great. And that class will be a two-part class. So you'll be writing on Monday, January 24th at 6 p.m. And the class will be held on Zoom. It's free, but if you but you will need to register if you want to attend. And you can register on our website. Just visit us at justpublib.org slash events. And then in the second part of the class, people will be able to share their writing with each other and get feedback. Is that correct? Yeah, it will be something that you can go away with some ideas on the 24th. And then when you come back a week later, you can share what you did over the course of the week instead of keeping up with our earlier thing we've been talking about that not everyone can do everything immediately with a prompt. This Mm -hmm. gives you a week to think about it and then write some things down and come back and uh, share them or get feedback if, if you want that feedback. Okay, well, we look forward to those classes. How about if if folks do want to submit a story to who we lost, how can they go about doing that? Where would they where do they find you? So that's a great question. So they can go to whowelostky.org if they're writing a story about someone who is a Kentuckian mm-hmm. or or had been a Kentuckian. Or they can also just go to whowelost.org for a national story and then go to the write their stories uh, item on the menu and the form is right there and hit submit and I will be happy to read it and post it. Do you have any final tips, final writing tips for our listeners? If an idea comes to you and it seems at that moment to be frivolous or trivial, don't discount it. Like go with whatever that idea is that came to you and explore it because if it's coming to you and speaks to you in some way, then it probably does really have meaning and it may be transformed in what you're writing, but it's, it's there in you and it wants to come out. Mm -hmm. Don't discount the frivolous. Well, thank you, Martha. I think that's um, great advice and we appreciate you coming on to Prompt to Page and sharing it with our listeners. Well, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Prompt to Page podcast. To submit your response to the prompt, visit us at justpublib.org forward slash prompt hyphen to hyphen page. We also welcome you to join the Jessamine County Public Library's Prompt Page Writing Group, which will meet on Tuesday, January 25th at 6 p.m. Register on our website. To learn more about the Carnegie Center for Literacy and Learning, visit carnegiecenterlex.org. Our music is by Archipelago, an all-instrumental musical collaboration between three Lexington-based university professors. Find out more about Archipelago, Songs from Quarantine, Volumes 1 and 2 at the links on our podcast website.